Dewey Do, a podcast discussing wealth management and financial planning, hosted by the founder and CEO of Great Lakes Wealth, Dewey Stephan, alongside radio personality, Kyle Bogey. All right, welcome in to episode five of the What Do We Do podcast. I'm Kyle Bogey. We got Dewey Stefan here, the CEO of Great Lakes Wealth. And uh, Dewey, we're starting to get into a little bit of a groove here. You know, four episodes in, this is number five. This has been enjoyable so far, no? Absolutely. Are you kidding? Great time. All right, we sit here, we have a little coffee, we talk a little bit about investments and do some different things. This episode, I'm very much looking forward to a niche market and something that has been going on that a lot of people are starting to get attracted to, and that is the cannabis industry. And this is something that has really kind of taken off here over the last couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. It's probably the fastest growing industry on the planet right now. So it's absolutely relevant to talk about it. All right. So let's go back before we start. And again, we appreciate you guys listening, downloading, subscribing, rating, sharing. Again, the What Do We Do podcast. You can find it on all of your streaming platforms, whatever you may listen to podcasts on. Uh, we appreciate that. And of course, if you're looking for more information on what Dewey does or what Great Lakes Wealth does, you can certainly go to their website at greatlakeswealth.us. So before we get into what is going on right now, and it is certainly a, a hot thing to get involved with. I know you guys at Great Lakes Wealth have absolutely been all over it. But going back to what the cannabis industry was before, I got to believe it was a little bit of an unknown before people really started to you know, think about it and before it actually got into the market. Bogey, you probably know this, but cannabis goes back thousands of years. <laughs> get out of okay. here. Yeah, absolutely. goes back thousands of years. But in 1973, the decriminalization of marijuana began. So really, I think the, the roots here in America, per se, uh, go back to 1973. So would you say, I, I guess, that that was the start of cannabis becoming a little bit more well-known, becoming something that you could potentially be looking at investing in here down the line? So then after 1973, things slowly but surely became you know, more and more aware. And I think some really specific legislation in 1996, uh, California voters passed Proposition 215 which legalized medical marijuana in that state. I think a lot of uh, experts in the industry or in the business look at that as a, uh, as a milestone date. So when did, it true, when did it actually hit the market, some of these companies, and it becomes something that you, know, you obviously could enjoy recreationally or medicinally if it was something you know, that, that you enjoyed or you potentially needed, to it actually became something that you know, people thought, wow, this is going to be a bigger thing. This is something that you actually need to be thinking about investing in. Was there a turning point? I guess for that? Well, I'm not the expert to tell you that, but I will tell you that way before recreational use, marijuana, you know, came to the forefront, there was medical use and there certainly was industrial use. So hemp, H-E-M-P, hemp was probably, I would say, the, the, the forebear of a lot of it in terms of its uh, use and its ability to be manufactured or um, thought of as more than just a recreational illegal, you know, uh, substance. The three main uses are that industrial use, medical use and recreational use. I got to believe that there is there's a lot of skeptics out there about cannabis and CBD and what it could potentially mean. Have you seen something like this in the market over the years where you almost have to change people's opinion on what it is? And 
if it actually could be something that could be profitable for you moving forward, because there's a lot of people, certainly from you know various generations, who will look at it and go, "Oh no, that's no, 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 we're we're not going to get involved in that. No way, I want to invest you know my money in it." But if you look at it from a practical standpoint, clearly, you know, now that it's in the market, now that it's something that you can invest in, it has become something that has really grown over the last couple of years. Well, again, it's still a uh, classified as a federal class one drug, so it's illegal federally, but certainly states now, I think something like 46 states have some sort of legalized ability. That's pretty close to 50. Pretty close to 50, <laughs> right? And so from the taboo of recreational use marijuana to the, um, the properties of medical use cannabis. I think that's helped the evolution to where we are today. And I think there's certainly multiple uses on the medical front, whether it's on the CBD and also on some other biotech, you know, uh, uses that are going through the FDA currently. So it's kind of exciting. Absolutely. You might not be able to get into, you know, specifics and companies and, and, and things of that nature. But as far as, you know, cannabis as a whole, I guess, when did it pop onto your radar? You know, somebody who, of course, is investing and, and, and trying to help people make money over these years. When was that something where you looked at it and you went, OK, this is really an opportunity here for your clients to potentially, you know, get a stake in it and, and see what happens with it? Yes. So probably in the last few years, as um, not only states began to legalize different components of cannabis, but uh, Canada legalized it as a country and several others have legalized it uh, before that to where companies were going public. And there was now an opportunity to invest in public securities in the cannabis industry. There's really, I guess, main arteries of investing, and there's probably a lot of of, uh, subsets off of that. But basically, it's those that are um, direct to the plant, pure play, if you will, that have to touch the plant per se. And then there's the ones that might come off of the plant, if you will. And then there's the ancillary products and services. And that might be um, the testing of it. It might be packing solutions. It might be some other technologies that have to go with it. So within the cannabis industry, it's absolutely in mega growth. I think this year in 2020, estimates are around $25 billion as an industry worldwide. And that's supposed to triple by 2025. So not double, but triple in five years. So $75 billion are some estimates for global uh, you know, cannabis revenue you know, op- opportunities in the next five years. So obviously, the last couple of months have been unprecedented you know, in our country dealing with COVID-19 and you know, this global pandemic. And yet, Yet, over the last several months during this, you know, stay at home order, and it's been different, you know, for various states, but it's clearly been something that has been growing within the market, the the cannabis industry. Why is that? Why is that something that has been able to sustain and even grow over the last couple of months versus some of these other stocks and, and various things that have been out there? Well, it's not stocks. It's the industry, right? So you had the stay at home quarantine industry. That would be your streaming services for on-demand videos. That'd be your video games. That would be anything to do with home offices. And then the two that uh, we talk about that are in the beverage industry and the cannabis industry, right? So there's uh, no denying there was a major increase in the amount of alcohol consumption over the last few months and a major... I contributed to that, I got to say. I don't know anything about (laughs) uh, your personal life and we'll leave it at that. But um, if you can help the economy, do what you got to do. Exactly. It was for you guys. But uh, again, and and the same thing goes with uh, cannabis usage. And that would really be on the recreational side, I'm, I'm sure, but also on the medicinal side. Absolutely. 
Now, uh, I saw a stat the other day. Apparently, marijuana sales account for 60% of Michigan's overall sales. Is that correct? Can you break that down, I guess, for what, what exactly does that mean? Yeah, I read that same uh, statistic, and I don't know any more of the details on that. That just goes to tell you the amount of consumption that was done over the last, uh, you know, then I think that might have been through the first quarter of 2020. So that just tells you. And again, in the state of Michigan, marijuana was considered an essential you know, business or part of an essential enterprise when everything was on quarantine. So that does certainly go to why it's such an explosive growth industry. This is episode five of the What Do We Do podcast. And again, we appreciate you guys listening, downloading, subscribing, you know, rating, sharing, all of it. Uh, you, again, find it on all of your streaming platforms, whatever it may be. Uh, tons of more information to come. And if you want more information, you can check it out uh, at the website, Great Lakes Wealth. Dot us but um, I guess to veer off you know from from that discussion just a little bit I suppose that the next question would be how much of that you know the growth over the last couple of months how much has it been something where you could potentially make some money in the short term or potentially in the long term because we've talked about that quite a bit over the first couple of episodes you want to make an investment right here right now try to make some money or do you want to make an investment and try to make some money down the line is there, I guess, a clear line in what the cannabis industry is from that standpoint? Well, from an opportunity to make money, absolutely. So on the industry of cannabis, you'll have winners and losers, and you'll have the entire industry defined you know, at that macro level. But inside of there, when you talk about stocks and investing in companies, you have a lot of these cannabis and cannabis-related companies that are down 70, 80, 90% from where they were a year, two years ago. And there's a lot of reasons why the cannabis stock market, if you will, has collapsed, if you will, dropped precipitously as the usage and the, um, the revenue side of it has gone, you know, exponential. So you'll have an opportunity where if the usage is increasing and the revenues and the opportunity set is increasing, yet the investments, the stocks are down, at some point, either the revenues are going to decline to match up and meet the stock prices, if you will, or the stock prices will figure themselves out and they'll you know revert to uh, the mean, if you will, or some appreciation factor to offset you know the disconnect. So that's where we now see there's several reasons why this is probably a fantastic opportunity to get into cannabis and cannabis-related investments. Hi there. This is Dewey Steffen, CEO of Great Lakes Wealth. Great Lakes Wealth is proud to announce a no-fee investment promotion to both our current clients and to new clients alike, offering up to one year of investing here with no fees. That's right, no fees. This would be a significant savings to any investor, and not to mention, investors will hopefully be rewarded even more in the long term by investing at what looks to be a generational buying opportunity. We are also including a free goals-based financial plan during this promotion. The bottom line, this pandemic has exemplified the need to have a plan and the importance of having a professional team in your corner. Don't go it alone and don't overpay. At Great Lakes Wealth, we provide Wall Street solutions with Main Street values. The sign-up period ends on June 30th, 2020, so don't delay. And to learn the details about this limited-time offer, please visit us online at www.greatlakeswealth.us or call 
378-1200 and ask to speak directly to me, Dewey Stefan. Again, up to one year of investing here with no fees. Don't delay. Call today. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. So I, I guess we got to look at both sides here, you know, and, and you like to do that uh, with Great Lakes Wealth because you want to give the, the reasons why you should invest in something and maybe the reasons why you shouldn't, you know, invest in something. So I guess we'll start with the positives. What, what are the positives and why you should potentially get involved and maybe, you know, take some money if you should have it and invest it in the cannabis industry right now? Well, we're going to start by saying that the cannabis industry and investing in it is extremely speculative. This is the most, probably the highest risk investment that you can get into and absolutely the highest risk investment that you would get into through our firm. Okay. So when you have investments in companies that are in an industry that's federally illegal, that in itself defines extremely risk. And, um, and it's not to be entered into lightly. If the government wanted to reform the state's ability to have legalized uh, marijuana, they could do that, right? And then all those investments would you know, be a different outcome and different landscape than they're currently under. So not only is the fact that the industry is explosively growing, but the legality of it is uh, is there of being illegal, that creates the definition of speculative from our perspective. So along, once you get, once you get past that, then you have to look at, again, are you looking at pure play cannabis uh, companies, the ones that deal with the plant itself? Are you looking at ones that may be working uh, on the medical side of things and looking for um, cures or therapies that are out there? And so all of it has to do with, again, as we say all the time, doing your work, doing your research, and taking your time and uh, making the investment that's best for you and your specific situation. Well, I guess what part of it, you know, for you, and I I don't know how specific you can necessarily get with with what you do and what you invest in uh, with Great Lakes Wealth, but what side of it, I suppose, or what area specifically, you know, do you expect over the next couple of years? Not a guarantee, but what do you expect maybe to be the one that, you know, you can pinpoint and say, hey, this might be the one that you really want to look at over the next couple of years that could take off? Well, there's a host of them. So really, the there's hundreds of opportunities like that, right? You can Google very easily the largest cannabis stocks publicly traded, and you'll get those names. You'll have names, again, that are pure play, like cannabis. Canopy Growth, Kronos, Aurora Cannabis. Those are some of the largest ones that people might be familiar with. But you'll have other uh, investments that we would consider might be Scott's Miracle Grow, right? The fertilizer company that's very important inside of there. Another company that distributes uh, beverages is called Constellation Brands. They include Corona beer, not coronavirus, but they (laughs) also have a stake in Canopy Growth. Philip Morris has taken minority stake in a cannabis company. So there are different ways to play it were those the ones that investments that touch the plant and those ones that may not touch the plant but definitely are in the industry this might be you know something totally off and uh you know you you don't necessarily have to answer it or get into it if you don't like but the the, the cigarette industry has been something that has I don't know, ebbed and flowed, I think, over the years. I would assume that, you know, people are not smoking, at least based on my vantage point, just being out in the world, aren't smoking as many cigarettes maybe as they used to. Is the cannabis Which industry... Which is good, by the way. It's, it's, a, it's bad great. for your health. Of course. It's a beautiful thing, right? But is the cannabis industry something that could potentially be almost, I don't want to say taking over, but taking a sliver potentially away from people who are addicted to cigarettes and, and, and possibly getting them to be involved in cannabis? I actually have zero idea about that. Um, that's something that really 
makes some sense, I guess, in the conversation purpose. But in terms of the number of cigarette users and which ones may go from tobacco to, to marijuana, have no idea. I just know that the population that is looking towards cannabis is absolutely growing. And I don't really know, you know how that affects with vaping or different types of uh, vehicles for you know getting access. All right. So we talked about the positives of the cannabis industry as an investment and what it could potentially be here over the next couple of years, both short term and long term. We got to do the other side as well. The, the negatives, and I think you already kind of hit on it. It's it's the risk factor. I got to believe is number one, right? Well, there's huge risk factors. There's um, not just the risk factor of it staying federally illegal, but there's the risk factor of these companies that you would be investing in, right? So from our perspective, as um, investors, it's not just about the industry. It's not just about what sounds great. It's about you know, getting into the balance sheet of the company and understand that we, this company be able to um, grow because you're investing, you're becoming um, an owner of this company, right? And so part of the short-term challenges, which we think actually will create the longer-term opportunities, are that many of these companies were mismanaged. Many of these companies um, in the last two years probably have had financial results that fell short or were not what um, they expected them to be because they had miscalculated. And this is what happens when it's a brand new industry. It's the wild, wild west. It really is. It's likened to the gold rush you know, of the 1800s out in California back in the day where we say that you might not even make your most money with the actual marijuana pure play companies. It might be just like in that gold rush. They say that a few people got wealthy by, you know, panning for gold and got the nugget, but many others made fortunes by the Levi Strauss company, by the tent company, by by the pan, the companies that you know had the pants. So the same thing here. It may not be the pure play cannabis leaf company, if you will. It may be something that's either an instrument uh, or another technology that goes with it. So it's exciting and it's changing daily. Does it amaze you at least a little bit how the perception has kind of changed. And I know there's a long way to go where there's plenty of people who are just, no, it should never be legalized. No, I would never invest in this. I don't want anyone coming near this. But obviously, it's something that's growing. It's something that's a little bit trendy. And the the perception overall is just going to continue to change, it seems, over the, the next few years. Have you been kind of amazed at, at how it's changed a little bit? I have, and this is anecdotal, but when we uh, first discussed creating a cannabis portfolio here, um, which we have had up and running for over a year now, we talked at length about the opportunity and what would be there. And then as we kind of surveyed our clients, you know, we have clients that are, you know, 20, 21, all the way up to, you know, 90, 91. So we kind of surveyed them all. And in the beginning, it was really interesting that the majority of the clients that were excited about it were those that were over age 60. And I would have thought they, and I was really, really concerned that they might put up, you know, a bad stigma on our firm or have a, have a bad uh, taste in their mouth, if you will, or just a, a worried about how that would be perceived by our clients if we came up with an aggressive spec portfolio like cannabis. But once we kind of started talking to them, they were the ones that said, are you kidding me? This CBD oil is amazing. Are you kidding me? Like the opportunities are there. It was interesting out of the gate. And I've got a couple statistics I'd like to share with you because this is from our work. In 2008, right? And this is in the US. This is uh, legalization support for cannabis. So the whole idea of uh, what is, you know, 
thought to be acceptable or not. So in 2008, 40% of those 18 to 34 supported legalization. 2018, that was up to 72%, okay? So let's kind of just round up 40% to 80% of those that are 18 to 34. That Pretty make, good hike there. Bogey, I mean, Bogey, that makes some sense, right? I mean, 100%. Right? Yeah. right? I mean, that's okay. That's uh, right. But here's the most interesting one. Those aged 64 and above... Okay? okay, 64 yep. and above. If they were at 21% in 2008, what do you think they were at 10 years later in 2018? Again, the 18 to 34 went from 40 to 72. I want to know what those 64 and above went from in terms of their support for legalization. They were 21% in 2008. I mean, I, I got to believe that you're bringing this up because there's got to be some wow factor. So I got to believe the number is going to go up. I would say maybe double, like 45%. Man, you are, I tell you what, you got some sort of a crystal ball, or I don't know what kind of magic touch, but 46%. Crushed so it. It more than doubled, right? <laughs> so from 21 to 46, more than 100% increase in the support from that, that age demographic. So that just tells you the stigma, the stereotype, the tabooness, that's gone. That's gone. Um, it's still federally illegal. There's still issues with the banking system. There's still issues with management of companies. There's still a major thing, which a lot of novice investors may not understand, but there's something called access to capital, right? So you need to be able to you know, have money to make money, right? You have to have capital. Buy things, invest in things, and then uh, you know that's what has it produce end product, right? So when something's illegal or something is not supported fully, uh, then these capital markets are not as, as available. And that would be lending money to these companies, right? Or being able to go out and have private investors come on board. So once we get some of these other things that are major overhangs, again, i.e. the legalization of it's a huge one, you're going to see many, many more you know opportunities present themselves. Is that a hard conversation to have? You know, and, and no specifics, obviously, with clients or anything, but, you know, trying to convince people People who maybe had that hardline stance, you know, you threw out the stats about, you know, people that maybe didn't approve of, you know, cannabis and, you know, the, the industry as a whole, a, a hard conversation to say, hey, I, I know you might not like it. I'm telling you, there's money to be made here. And I guess at that point, you know, do, does the conversation shift from, okay, you might not believe in it, but everyone wants to make money. Does that almost soften people to a certain extent? Absolutely. Our clients here understand that as long as it's a viable investment, you want to partake, be, be a participant in it. Here at our firm, we only allow clients to invest in cannabis if it is no more than 20% of their overall portfolio here. It's uh, because of the risk. Because of the risk. Okay. Correct. Absolutely. So if you have you know fifty thousand dollars to invest in cannabis, you need to have two hundred and fifty thousand dollars of additional investments that are not in cannabis. We believe that this is a long term long-term investment that's going to ebb and flow, but we um, absolutely want to make sure that we're starting with conservative investments first and kind of building your portfolio like that of a pyramid where the base is your foundation and that is your uh, preservation. And then from there, you move up to the top and the very little sliver at the very top, that's your speculative bucket and cannabis can fit in there for sure. 
All right. Well, I think we covered just about every area we possibly could on the cannabis industry and, and investing in it and what it could potentially look like long term. Is there anything else you want to pinpoint, throw out there, make sure that people know about this and, and what they should maybe take into into account? Well, I'm going to uh, leave uh, our audience with a few, you know, a few comments. Yes. When we look at investing in cannabis or if our podcast listeners are looking at investing in cannabis, here's a few steps or things to, you know, to, to look at. Number one, understand the types of cannabis products that are out there. Understand the types of cannabis products that you would want to be investing in. Then know the different types of cannabis investments that are actually there. It could be equity, which is stock. It could be bond or fixed income known as debt. So know what investments are out there. Third, understand the risks of investing in cannabis. So first you need to know what the what the, the set opportunity set is. Then you need to know what the investment opportunities are, but then absolutely better define these risks ahead of time, right? And know, again, enter uh, with both eyes wide open. Number four is define what you as an individual investor are trying to accomplish with your investment in cannabis. So figure out ahead of time, what is it you're trying to accomplish? Number five is invest research. Responsibly, Don't take your entire pool of money and put it into one cannabis stock that you read online this morning that was hot, right? So invest responsibly. And then uh, number six is monitor changing industry dynamics closely and review your investments accordingly. So you need to either hire a professional management firm to take a lot of that uh, responsibility uh, off of your hands, or you just need to make sure that you follow those six steps and take investment investing in cannabis very, very seriously, um, but know that the risks are part of the opportunity for the reward. All right. Fascinating stuff. Uh, a lot to chew on there. Again, we appreciate you guys listening. Please download, subscribe, rate, share. Uh, if you'd like, comment You know, with questions on the What Do We Do podcast pages. You can certainly follow uh, Great Lakes Wealth on all of their social media pages as well. And again, any information that you want to find or anything that you want to follow up on, you can certainly go to the website, greatlakeswealth.us. Uh, I'm Kyle Bogey, Dewey Stefan. That's episode five in the can. Exciting stuff. Can't wait to get to episode six. See you next time. The opinions expressed in this program are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. It's only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Any indices referenced for comparison are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. As always, please remember investing involves risks and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional.